It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customers. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I'm your host, Jamie Arrington. Here in the Eagle Broadcasting Studios in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. In the studio with me, as always, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey. Greetings. How are you? Greetings. You know, they read off that number at the start of every show, and I've never taken a call. I don't even know how to answer it. I don't even. I mean, I've kind of messed around with it before, but I'm I'm just slightly illiterate in that regard. <laughs> Anyways, Southern Miss football back in action. Um I guess the big news this week outside of Southern Miss football, Hurricane Irma going on. It looks like it's gonna. It looks like it might stay out there in the Atlantic. Looks like it might cut through Florida, stay out of the Gulf. So we'll see what happens, but shouldn't affect the game this weekend. Um, but for all of our, we have some listeners in that part of Florida. For our listeners in Florida, I hope you guys uh, make it out of there. Okay, I'm not. I'm not worried about a thing until Friday. I, I'm not going to worry myself about a thing until Friday. You know, Katrina. Uh, Got in the Gulf and stayed there for a while, and like you're saying, uh, well, I think Katrina's only there for like two days. Like it was at the coast, of, it was on Florida, yeah. And they thought it was going to go up, but I mean, it was like, I'm thinking, I was out Saturday night, and they were like, "Yeah, it's probably going to come." And then they didn't really know until you know Sunday that it was actually going to hit Mississippi. That being said, I did go to the Walmart last night <laughs> and get like two cases of water and diapers and all that kind of all, stuff. All for so. tail, all for tailgating. I'm assuming. Mm, no. <laughs> All right, so we had a great weekend. Um, even with Southern Miss didn't quite pull out the victory, it still was an awesome weekend. Awesome to be back at the Rock. Great seeing all you guys. Great being out in the tailgate mix. We had a great spread at the tailgate. A lot of old friends came through. My brother Dusty came back. Yeah, he, he missed all the games last year, so that was awesome. But really, a great time. Great, uh, great atmosphere on campus that day. I thought. And uh, and Dusty was in midseason form as well on his uh, on his snap count. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, That's, love that guy. Uh, great, and 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 also like, hey, thumbs up to whoever the guy is that that sits behind us now. Yeah, um, you know, Nat, last year we had the Mister Garrison look alike. Yeah, and, and ended up moving. Um, you know, we get a bit rowdy down there, not crazy rowdy, but you know, we like to stand up. Everybody should like to stand up. Honestly, we're on the front rows, so some people that are not standing up get behind us and whatever. Well, this guy, I, I don't even know if he said it, but I only heard one person all game say. You know, are you going to stand up all game? So every time I turned around, he was high-fiving me, and, you know, he was getting everybody up on third down. So whoever you are, uh, thumbs up, big man. Wow, we're up and down like we're at a Baptist church, man. I mean, it's <laughs> – but if it's third down, you got to get up. You yeah. can't just – The Jumbotron I, told me to. I can't fathom just sitting there the whole – like, I, I can't – I mean, I'd do it, I guess, if I was injured, but you got to get up. you got to get out there, and you got to get at them. It's a good thing we have Kirk sitting next to us because uh, Kirk's a large fella. He's a pretty swole cat. And uh, I'm sure glad he's on our side. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Just in case something goes down. Yeah, no doubt. But there was a lot of people out tailgating. I know that the turnout wasn't as good as we kind of really kind of expected. I kind of thought it would be a little better than it was. But the tailgating atmosphere was great. Um, Eagle Walk was amazing. It was great to see everybody. If you guys aren't 
don't uh, if you're on Facebook and you don't follow our page, we did a couple of Facebook live videos mm. this weekend. So go back. You can check out the uh, Eagle Walk if you missed it and you want to see kind of how it all went down. I didn't even realize Jason did this, but he had a, a FaceTime going while the Eagle Walk was happening. Yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, <laughs> and it turns out my good friend, uh, a listener of the show and a fraternity brother of mine from back in the day, Dr. Dave. Dr. Dave. Um, Dr. Dave down in New Orleans uh, was watching, was, uh, well, I guess he just logged in to Facebook and saw that we were live. And I hit something on the phone. And next thing I know, he was live as well. <laughs> <laughs> While he was driving down the road, so that's my bad, Super Dave. Well, the good news after all that, we got another home game this weekend. Looks like the weather's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I just want to see some of our younger guys getting there and get. I, I, I hope we go in there, dominate enough early where we can go in, send in some younger guys to get some experience. I, I love the blowout games, man. I have a yes. lot of fun. There's no stress. You can just have a good time. So I'm hoping that's what happens this weekend. But you never know. That's why you play the game. You well, can't overlook anybody. No. Well, well and also, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I want to see however many people we got on the team. I want to see every single one of them play. Yeah. You know? Uh, well, except for Marcelo. Yeah. But let's not see him play till next year. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, just get everybody out there. Get, get you know, get, uh, get Ito some out in the open. Let him do something. Let's get up a few scores and um, – you know, get get a little confidence going into uh, Monroe. Yeah, I definitely want to. Not see. that we don't, are lacking any confidence. I, our defense could not have played any better. But you know, let's just get out there and play some Southern Miss offense like we know we can, and uh, get it moving in the right direction offensively. All right. So when we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about what did we learn this weekend against Kentucky, and what do we have to work on moving forward. So come right back to us right here on the Score fourteen hundred AM and News Radio ninety eight point one. Welcome back to To The Top Talk. Jamie Arrington here in studio with Jason Bailey. All right, we're talk, We're recapping Southern Miss's game this past weekend versus the Kentucky Wildcats. So, Jason, what did we learn this weekend? Let's start with number one. Number one thing that I learned, Griggs is the guy. Griggs is the guy. I will totally agree with that. And, you know, I totally get why they started Keon. You know, well, you know. Um, I totally get why they started Keon. I mean, uh, Griggs had that injury to his hand. He didn't practice for a whole week. Um, you know, so I kind of understand, okay, do you go with a, a healthy a Keon that's had more practice recently, or do you go with Quadre who's been more consistent throughout well, the spring? And, and it's not like either Keon. one of them have either, uh, have have really, uh, as far as like the stats that I've seen that um, you know, Glenn puts up and everything, I, I hadn't seen just one or the other just uh, stand out yeah. that much stat-wise. Uh, and the skill set is pretty similar. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you have a guy who's practiced a little bit more, you know, fairly equal stats, um, arm strength is kind of – I mean, everything's kind of even. So, yeah, I mean, you want to go with the guy. And, um, you know, Keon had more game experience from last year. Sure. So I get it. Uh, and 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 – I'm not pulling for. I mean, I'm pulling for everybody. But I'm yeah, not right. pulling against anybody. Right. Totally. Um, but maybe it was just a one game. I don't know. But if anybody watched that game, I mean, from from one half to the next half, it was just night and day. Yeah. It was. It was. It was, it was very clear 
um, who had the better game. Absolutely. And a lot of times as a quarterback, that's all you need. If you get in there and and you just show out, um, it could have very easily be flip-flopped. Right. I'm not saying one player is better than the other player. One player played light years over the other one, in my opinion. Yeah. So. I mean, you can definitely see Key's athletic ability. He made some good runs. Is you know he had a couple of passes that were on point, and then he had a couple that were not. Yeah, um, and we're going to need him. Yeah, I hope as he, the season goes along. Don't get me wrong, uh, but you can you can't. It's not like a wide out left and a wide out right. Uh, there's just one guy that can play quarterback. And and I thought that I'm hoping that we can get a big enough lead on Saturday to where they can put Keon in because I'd like to see him just get some some game experience to build his confidence. Because, you know, if if Quadre goes down, which could happen at some mm-hmm. point, as much as we like to run the quarterbacks. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned it. Uh, but uh, I'd like to see him get some good experience because, you know, he's definitely got some potential. I think there's just – he just hasn't gotten comfortable in the yeah, system Yeah, he's – I mean, confidence is – confidence is a crazy thing. In in anything, but especially especially with 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 football, as as much in in the in that position where you have to be such a leader, uh, it can go both ways. If he gets out there and goes six for six, entirely different game happens. Uh, Quadre in the second half was uh, fifteen for twenty six for two hundred and twenty two yards, two touchdowns, gave up one sack. Um, I really would have liked to have seen. I, I understand why they started Keon, but I really would have liked to have seen how it would have played out if Quadre would have started the whole game. He just is a little more poised out you there, know, and you know, I, you I get it. Like, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, and right. armchair quarterback, and all that. But, uh, uh, yeah, obviously, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you can always look back, but but that's that's a big one to look back on. Um, just that, that was that was a a key decision, and um, and you know, hey, everybody's learning, and all that being said, we still, without. Just a phantom hold at the end. Should have had the ball back on about the forty yard line. Yeah. All that being said, like basically just giving away a half. Uh, Kentucky did a lot of good things. Kentucky took away Ito for the most part. Uh, I think uh, he I ended think, up with fairly good stats, but not Ito like stats. I think that they're very. I think Kentucky is a very good. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the season plays out for them. I think they may be the best defense that we see all year. I mean, just looking at the stats. Total offensive yards, we had 364 yards. They had 254. Now, if you hold people to 250 all year long, we're going to win a lot of games. Well, and they, I mean, they were coming in this game thinking their their running back was going to have 200 yards. He was so frustrated and bottled up the entire You oh. could see it on his face. He got up. Honestly, I thought he should have got a couple of pens. I thought he, he should have been flagged a couple of times. And it was just strictly out of frustration. But it was visible. And that's great. Because uh, they, they were giving no credit whatsoever to our defensive front. And no. he kept on them. Yeah. He told Freddie on his podcast. I heard it. Uh, they didn't want to believe it. Uh, well, either A, Kentucky's not as good as everybody told me they were going to be. Or B, we're really good. Yeah. So, I, I think there may be a little of both. Although I, I do think that they're going to be a solid football team when the year's said and done. Yeah. Um, number two. What's the number two thing we learned this number weekend? Number two. Uh, my boy K-Rob. Corey Robertson. Number 18. Is a force to be reckoned with. Absolutely. And one thing I didn't realize until it came out in an article this week in the Hattiesburg American, Jason Munz put it out there, uh, Corey Robertson and quarterback Quadre Griggs have been playing together since they were seven or eight years right. old up in Greenwood. That's just crazy. So, I, I, I didn't know either. They've got some chemistry I don't know how there. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I mean, with, with Quadre going to Itawamba, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you look at where he came from, that's that's what it shows, Itawamba. It doesn't show Greenwood. You know, it doesn't show that it, you know, where it matches up, so – he just looks like he's on a mission. When he runs a route, when he goes up for a ball, 
Uh, if there's a 50-50 ball, I take my chances with, with K-Rob every single time. Absolutely. And, I, I, you know, even during the game, I remember you and me talking about it, uh, he just doesn't go down. Right. And then I read in that article, did, did Munz write that article? I think he did. They were talking about, uh, uh, he was quoted as saying, you know, every time I've ever thrown K-Rob the ball, uh, he never goes down after the, on with, with the uh, first hit. No, he he took several hits, and I mean on I mean, both his touch. Well, the second, the first touchdown, you know, he just kind of muscled it, and the guy couldn't bring him down. But the second touchdown, he just muscled over people and got in there. He's got a little Inquan Bolden in him. He is that is a perfect comparison, honestly. Um, and this isn't a not. He's he's, he's faster than than most humans are ever going to be, right? Sure, but but he, but he's not the four three guy. No, yeah, yeah. There's Anquan, but he has just got this determination and strength. He is just country strong, and uh, and this determination to just will himself in the end zone. I don't know how he does it, but uh, but it it looks it looks angry, (laughs) and um, and I love it. So I I hope I see a whole lot more of it. That's two touchdowns this week. Um, well on the way to the twelve he predicted to me. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Well, right. Corey was the Offensive Player of the Week this week, as named by the Southern Miss coaches. He had seven receptions for 111 yards, two touchdowns. We only had four receivers actually catch the ball. Well, one of them was a running back. Ito Smith, Corey Robertson, Isaiah Jones, and then another receiver that had a great day, Quez Watkins. Right. Four receptions, 103 yards. He went up and got the ball. So Yeah, speaking of 50-50 balls, it's exactly what he went up and got Yeah, <laughs> that time. So. What a bright spot. I mean, you know, it, it's really nice to be able to sit back and talk about all these bright spots and not really mention um, who is going to are going to be the, the main bright spots probably all year long, like Alonze. Yeah. Um, double and even triple teamed. Yeah, I think they threw they threw uh, Alonze one ball. Yeah. One or two. They didn't throw it to him much. Julian Allen. Uh, a lot of these yeah. guys like didn't really participate a whole lot offensively. A lot of that had to do with Kentucky. So that's, that speaks to how, how many weapons this Southern Miss team actually has. When you can take away a plug-and-play NFL-ready tight end like Julian Allen, and not to mention Jay Sean Washington, um, bottle up Ito, and still lead by, what, 130 total yards over, over you know, over a SEC <laughs> def, you know, defense. So yeah. those are all great things, man. In the past, I can't remember having this many weapons. If you took away the two best options, you would still have so much to go to, but uh, we just do. And we yeah. knew that coming in, and it was nice to see it kind of materialize out there. And Isaiah, you know, caught the ball. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, you get him going, man, and just look out. You're almost not going to have enough balls to go around, really, because you got so many guys that could can, can go out there and do, do things with it. All right, number three, what we learned, defense is amazing. I fell in love with the defense this weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, it reminded me, I mean – I've heard the chatter. I've kind of seen what I've seen, and I knew they – I kind of had a feeling they were going to be better, but they looked a lot better than I expected. The And it starts up front, and it starts – to me, it started with the defensive player of the week this week, which was Rod Creighton. Had five tackles, one-and-a-half tackles for a loss, and one-fourth fumble. He was a man among boys out there. I mean, they could not contain him. And, you know, he only has like a foot and a half. And when I say a foot and a half, like I'm talking about at the bottom of his legs, like he's got an implant in one of his shoes. Oh, uh, but he was a monster out there this weekend. And there's so many times I, I went back and I've watched the game twice, and it was awesome having that depth on the D line. But our guys were pushing him in the backfield, 
just about every play. Yeah, they talk about the pad level. Yeah, if you watch any sort of, and I saw you yeah. tweet it out. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but I mean, it's 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 there. Yeah, and, and we're strong, and uh, we're we're big, just visually looking at yeah. it. Yeah, um, uh, you know, there's several times when you play a team from that conference uh, where we are a little bit smaller. Maybe we're shorter. Maybe we're whatever, and we make up for it with heart. Yeah. Uh, well, visibly, we were kind of bigger. Yeah. Um, well, they had some deep. guys. So the, you know, as far as where you. Used to see, and there's one play that stood out to me. It was um, late in the game, and we had Anucci Harris, Ladarius Harris, moved in, you know, kind of playing on the inside, and he damn near sacked the quarterback out of the shotgun by tossing the center back to in, almost into yeah, him, straight back to him. I mean, he, he I was real impressed with him. Linebackers played great. Uh, Rakeem Booth had seven tackles, one tackle for a loss. Sherrod Ruff six tackles, one tackle for a loss, one sack. Uh, they're a little. You can tell they're a little faster horizontally, not vertically, as I said last week. Secondary played great. Uh, I thought um, Curtis Michael on the two pass breakups he made. I thought they were excellent. Tavarius Moore had a great game as well. Eight tackles, one fumble recovery. But it to me, it kind of you know we're just going off of one game sample size. But this defense looks as good as we've had in the last fifteen years to me. People talk about uh, this year, like maybe folks that come to the games that uh, don't really keep up with it as much as we do. They're probably wondering, oh, no, we lost Dylan Bradley. He was a great player, don't get me wrong, but you know, how, you know, how are we going to replace him? Well, I think he got a little taste of that this past Saturday. Absolutely. I, and, 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 you know, it was nice for me to see. I've heard a lot about it, but it was nice to see with my own eyes, and it's, it's really nice to see that, that nasty bunch of defense just making a comeback. All right, number four on our list, what we learned this weekend SEC officials are going to be SEC officials. You you can't blame the whole game on officiating. That's not what I'm talking about. But there were a couple of key plays in the game where you just shake your head. I mean, there's there's stuff that was not. There's a lot of stuff that was not called, uh, particularly on the defensive TD where Kentucky took the fumble back for a touchdown. They had their end was lined up off like literally his hand was like six inches past the line. Yeah, I mean, just it, like it was almost it was almost on the back side of the ball. It was that far over. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, and I know those things are going to happen, but and I, I thought the I thought the pass interference or the holding call on the third and eleven and, and with two minutes left was a it gar- was phantom garbage call. It was complete. It was, it was just fictitious. It was made yeah. up. And anybody who who goes, I'm mean, I'm hoping that the referee went back and watched it and picked up the phone and called J Hop and apologized. That's how. Not that we would have. Not that we we're guaranteed to go score. Yeah. But you know the flip side of that is we ended up getting the ball on the with the one yard line, and that was after a couple of boneheaded plays, the block in the back and the coach. Anyway, yeah. But none of that would have happened without that holding call. Yeah, it was a very crucial call uh, as an umpire, a referee, or whatever. If you can ever get to the end of the game, and I can't remember anything you did, you did a fantastic job. And, and when, when I can off the top of my head after like tailgating for like six hours and watching a game and not watching any replays, and I can still recall two things that you did like four days later. That's probably not a good thing. And that ball was in the dirt. I mean, there was no possible right. way the guy was going to catch it. And it, it, it's a, it's a killer because we still had a couple minutes left on the clock, and you know. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy to call holding. I know we we're beating this down, but on that hole, if you go back and watch it, uh, when the flag goes down, our guy's like six yards from him because he fell down. Yeah, that's a crazy way to hold somebody when you can't reach them. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, I that's we definitely learned that. And what else did we learn this weekend? Number five. I don't think I have it. Tailgating. 
Oh, is there's no place I'd rather be than tailgating. It's amazing. I got duped by the amount of tailgaters. Yeah. Either that or 10,000 people stayed out and didn't walk in the stadium. Right, right. Tailgating could not have been any better. We've been everywhere. How many places have we been and watched games? There's nothing like that tailgating that we saw on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Not to mention the weather and stuff was great, but I'm just talking about just strictly people out there. Uh, Saw a few Kentucky people, mostly Sutter Miss people. Uh, They all kept coming by the tent. It was fantastic. We were playing some cornhole. Um, Eagle Walk, it was like four deep as far as the eye could see. Can't be any better. And, yeah. and shout out to our new tent, too. Our new tent's pretty awesome. Our new tent is awesome. <laughs> I dig the new tent. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna we're about to take another break. But when we come back, we're going to get into what are the five things we need to work on. Mm. Just five. We picked five. We could have picked more. We probably could have picked more things that we learned. But we're going to get into the five things that we need to work on. So you guys come right back to us. We're going to be talking more Southern Miss right here on To The Top Talk. All right. Welcome back to the Top Talk. Jamie Arrington, Jason Bailey here talking Southern Miss. In the previous segment, we were talking about what we learned from the game this past weekend against the Kentucky Wildcats. Now, let's talk about what we need to work on. And when I say we, I'm talking about Southern Miss in general. So the first thing we have got to work on, karaoke with the coaches. Can we get rid of that? It is embarrassing. And whoever the guy, I think that was the golf guy. Yeah. The golf assistant coach, whoever it was, did a great job. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, he, he, his singing just, wasn't bad. Like, like the whole concept is just so bush. Yeah. And we've, there's got to be something else. Let's, 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 whatever happened to the, uh, the hide the football with the, what was it, the yeah. helmets over yeah. the football thing? Yeah. I love that. Everybody yeah. loved that. Maybe that's a time that the band can try to do the wave. Not at the end when we're trying to make a thir- <laughs> crucial third down. Um, but, uh, but it's embarrassing, and and I don't and I I don't know how receptive that this new administration is to feedback. I I haven't really had any kind of interaction to where I can grasp that. But uh, that's something that just you know, if you were there and you saw it, I mean, we done it the past few years, and we were kind of like, oh, but this year it was just like, come on, you, you gotta you gotta we gotta just stop that. And fine. We you don't even have to play anything. Just play ACDC for Understruck. thirty. Yeah, do something. Well, just to, like you know. And it was it was it was we're going into the fourth quarter. It was a crucial time in the game. You're trying to get the crowd amped up, and it, you, you get this goofy thing on TV, and everybody's just like, "Ugh!" Like this is the time where I need to go to the concession stand. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and you and I have talked about it before. And this is my um, this is what I think we should do. This is my recommendation. Instead of that karaoke, let's just wear out Thunderstruck. <laughs> you know, I need to see Seymour or I don't care, Rod Davis or whoever up on the Jumbotron um, throwing his fist up in there and having the let's have 40,000 people saying Thunder and just go crazy with it. I want to wake people up around Hattiesburg. You know, I want them to say, I'm sick and tired of that song way more than I want them to say, like, I'm sick and tired of this Bush League karaoke thing. Oh, uh, you know, this, the Saints a couple of years ago, uh, Stand Up and Get Crunk, they wore that out. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's... People it, love it. Yeah, people love it. Keep things people love and get rid of things people hate. What a novel concept. <laughs> it's just, well, and, and look, we don't, we don't miss any games. 
No. And, and, I, and I would love to say, hey, guys, this thing's awesome. It's just not. Yeah. Nobody likes it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get rid of it, Gibby, and get a Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, I haven't figured that man out yet. Um, hopefully, we, hopefully we can sit down and chat at some point. Number two, what do we need to work on? Increased role for the tight end. We kind of talked about it throughout the offseason. We thought that the tight end was going to be a much more integral part of the offense. Um, I'm not sure that Julian Allen even ran a route the other day. You know, when you have a really good player, uh, you probably want to get that player the football. Now, Southern Miss is in a great situation where they have a whole bunch of really good players. So maybe that's the reason for the diminished role. And I know, and look, he's almost a victim of how awesome he is in, in other ways. He's fast. He's humongous. He's um, just a total beast blocking-wise. I saw him coming out of that diamond formation a couple times, and I can just imagine him leading the way and just flattening some guy and Ito busting through a hole or, you know, T-Rod busting through a hole like a 60-yard game. I get it. Uh, that being said, uh, not running around for the entire game, that's – just ridiculous. Um, and, and, and not that Dawson wants to answer a question about it, but. Yeah, uh, apparently it was a press conference. Somebody asked him about it, and he just kind of dodged it like, you know. Oh, no, he didn't even dodge it. He, he straight up just got confrontational about it. And I think a student asked the question, whatever. We still had more yards than they did, and he still knows way more about football than I'll ever know. But I do watch a lot of football. And I do have eyeballs, and I can tell that. That guy is a matchup nightmare. Yeah. Um, not, and not only him, Jay Sean. And he did yeah, mention yeah, that yeah. one time Jay Sean was open. He said if they're ever open, we'll throw him the ball. Which, okay. I think Thanks that, there. I think, but, and I think too, you know, we lost our left tackle earlier, early in the game. Huge uh, part of it. Drake Dorback, right. Redison, and a true freshman, Paul Gaynor. And they probably, you know, they needed Julian to help block. I get that. So you kind of have to take this with the sample size it was given. If we get a month into this season and it's still like that, then you probably have more questions. Yeah, because and, and, and it's also not just catching balls. That, that, that's the thing that shows up in the stat line. But like I said, if he had one highlight where he had flattened the guy like we talked about, we'd probably be, be talking about that. Like, hey, look at this guy. You know, he didn't catch anything, but oh, my goodness. Well, it just didn't quite happen. Uh, but it wasn't that he wasn't a, a part of the offense. He just didn't catch a ball. Uh, so, but to your point, if we're week four and he hadn't caught a ball, um, yeah, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. Absolutely. All right. Number three, what we need to work on turnovers. And I didn't feel as bad about turnovers in this game as I did some games last year. Uh, we still lost the turnover margin three to one. It's definitely something we have to correct moving forward. And Kentucky had 14 points off of turnovers. That's the difference in the game, you know. Um, but with the uncertainties at quarterback, I didn't really feel like there was just a boneheaded decision like I did sometimes with turnovers. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't yeah. like them. I mean, I, I, but but that's something moving forward. We've got to get this turnover margin corrected if we're going to have a successful season. It's not like we stared down a receiver yeah. and threw it to him for a pick six or anything like that. Uh, and I can only honestly remember two of the turnovers. I know the one where the helmet hit the ball. Yeah, that was that was. I mean, he, he had pulled it down and tucked it in. That's when the guy was lined up offsides. Right. And then the other one I can remember was Ito trying. I mean, he had a 15 yard gain and he tried to stretch it to 18. You know, probably six or seven out of ten times he does that, he breaks it for 80 and is gone. He would probably tell you he wish he would have went down after 15 also. But that's an effort play, and that that's that's just the exception to the rule. It's not like Ito's going to fumble every game. 
Yeah. So yeah, I mean, three to one looks bad, but I really don't think it's as bad as where was the other turnover? I can't remember. Uh, I, I, was it, it was Keon in the first half, wasn't it? Let me see. Let me find my fumbles. Either way, it it, it you know that's obviously got to get corrected. You can't have it like last year where we're yeah it was dead key, last it was, in, it was uh, Keon in turnover ratio. Yeah, absolutely. We got to get that but, corrected. But, but but all that's very correctable. All right, number four, what we got to work on. Now, I didn't have anything to do with this the other day. I kind of saw the lines, but concessions. I heard a lot of complaints. I heard a lot of complaints from our own tailgating group. Uh, I didn't see my wife for like a half a quarter because she went to get a water. Yeah. Aramark. Can we not just get some normal, you know, like why do we have to go? Th- I, don't, I don't understand. You might know more about that than I do. Uh, the powers that be might know more about it, but it's another one of those deals where everybody can't be wrong. And they talked about the the concessions money that we made. Well, I guarantee it would have been more because I was going to go up there a couple of times, but every time everybody sitting around me has said, you might as well not even waste your time, man. That's how long the line is. Well, <clears throat> again, everybody can't be wrong. So maybe we made some money. I don't know. Put one of those uh, uh, Coke, you know, aprons around or whatever that hold and just send some guy up and down the stands. I haven't seen that. Used to see that all the time. I mean, hot I see dogs it and at, cokes, hot dogs, cokes, and like popcorn or something. I, I see. I still see it at professional games. I still see it at like right. minor league games, major league games. You probably get a student to do it. NFL games. They used to do it at Three Southern Miss games. Credit. Yeah, they used Whatever. to do I mean, it at Southern Miss games. It's yeah. just, and that's another thing that's got to be fixable. Not that you know. I don't know. I hope people pay attention. Yeah, I, I hope so too. Well, we've got one thing left that we need to work on that we that we need to talk about, but we're about to come up on a break. So when we come back, we're going to talk about about number five on our list of things that we need to work on. Also, we got a game this weekend: Southern Miss versus Southern. A game that the name itself confuses the hell out of Mississippi State fans everywhere. <laughs> so we're going to take this break, pay some bills, come back and talk about all that and more right here on to the top talk. All right, welcome back to To The Top Talk. Jamie Arrington here with Jason Bailey, talking Southern Miss athletics. Jason has a haiku for us. I do have a haiku. You know, I was a journalism major, English minor. So I know what a haiku is. Do you know what a haiku is? Um, Yeah, it's like a Japanese, kind of like a poem. Yeah, 575. There you go. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Hop is no dummy. Gotta put more butts in seats. My boy Robertson. <laughs> there you go there you go uh, ladies hey, and gentlemen and email your uh, your haikus in we'll read them next week on the air yeah hit Jason up on Twitter at Bumper J Bailey yeah. he'll, he'll he'll take care of all your uh, that action for you now number five that leads into number five what we need to work on attendance you know and I tweeted out that I, like attendance was was like less than glamorous or whatever but the crowd was awesome yeah, the crowd was great. I thought the crowd, you know, as boring as kind of the game was at the beginning, people still got up on third down, still got loud. That little stadium, I don't know how, it, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how the acoustics work out like that, but it it gets loud. Um, I got hoarse by like the third quarter, um, and I know that it was blistering hot on that east side, and because it was it was hot on us too in the end zone for a little while until that shade got to us, uh, but. Even with the game being on TV, a three o'clock game, we just got to put some more 
butts in the seats. Honestly. And, well, I mean, people could come up with any excuse they wanted to. I mean, um, but they always talk about how, you know, SEC teams come into the Rock and they come and then it's one of the worst turnouts that <laughs> we've had. Quite. For an opening game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, but like, you know, I honestly think that there's 10,000 people just sitting at their tent right yeah. outside. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen way less tailgating before. And 10,000 more people inside the stadium. Right. So I got duped, man. Yeah. Like you mentioned earlier from Eagle Walk and from tailgating and then walking in the stadium. Uh, I don't know if people are just having such a good time outside. It was such good weather and they're in the shade under their tent that they just decided not to come in. Uh, or if they never had any intention of coming in, which, you know, some people that tailgate with us do that and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but, and you know, also, and, this kind of leads into, you know, I, I reached out to some of the listeners to DM me if they had any questions, comments, or concerns, right? And so we had some guys hit us up. And, and one of them was talking about uh, this kind of situation where he had heard some students say that they were uh, denied tickets because there's a smaller ticket allotment or something for, for students this year. I don't know if that's exactly true, but if it is, and some students wanted a ticket and they couldn't get a ticket, well, that's another problem that's really fixable. Yeah. but uh, And I don't know how much... I don't, I don't, it's just what I was sent, right? Yeah. Uh, but, and, and also, this guy had a great idea. Do you know if we run any kind of shuttle or anything from the Coast Campus to Hattiesburg? Because it seems like it's almost two different universities with the same name. Sure. I don't I don't think, no, I don't think so. That's an hour down the road. Yeah. Anyway, just something else to think about. Put 100, 200 students on a bus down there, bring them up, take them back, um, set up a tailgate spot, whatever. I'll do it. Come to our tailgate. <laughs> Yeah, I um, you know, I, and I guess because you you kind of have a different student clientele down there, um, you know, I think it's a little older, um, but but I don't know. I mean, it's it's not a bad idea, but so Patrick McGee just posted an article in the Sun Herald, and I just pulled it up. All right, so he talked with USM senior associate athletic director Stephen Pugh, handles external op- operations, and this is what Stephen said about the game. He said that that was the number of okay, so the the the, the total was twenty two thousand seven hundred sixty one. Stephen Pugh says that was the number of tickets we had out for the game. That included tickets sold, comp tickets, and how many tickets were scanned in. We sat down and figured it out. I don't know how attendance was previously decided. So they're saying that's the accurate count, which could be true. But when I was looking, I was thinking, okay, that's somewhere between twenty six and twenty eight thousand. Just looking at the crowd, what I was thinking. Right. Well, if you nearly hold forty, um, it was way more than half full. So I think we're. I think it's like thirty six, thirty eight. Yeah. So it's you know stands to. I mean, all that being said, we got to have some more people there. We got to have some more people but, there. But 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 if if, if you're going to count it that way and be like the only team in the country that counts it that way, why would you not want to put your best foot forward in that situation? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what benefit it has of everybody else counting all these other tickets and and whatnot, uh, and then actually, and, and like we talked about, all the people that are sitting out. Uh, that didn't walk in the game. If they bought a ticket, they bought a ticket. And there's some schools. I'm not naming any names, but mm-hmm. they use their they use their student the amount of students as part of their season tickets. Yeah, like, like, by the like, student like, fees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in other words, like if there's uh, six thousand spe- seats for students designated, well, there's automatically six thousand people there with nobody there. Right, and it's season tickets. That's, right, that's they count it down. So I, I don't know. Like I said, we got a brand new administration. I really. 
I'd like to hear from him a little more on what's going on, but and hopefully that comes around with you know being a little more confident in position. But it's 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 a situation where you have people coming in that haven't been here that are trying to do things the way they know how to do them, and and there's ways there's ways that things are done for a reason, you know, like pressure washing before the football season starts. That's usually something that gets done. You know, when people come over to our house, when we invite people over, uh, we vacuum. Right. Right before they get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it just makes sense. Uh, so vacuum, pressure wash, I don't know, make sure the Jumbotron sounds working right. Yeah. I, all I, that I, stuff is very, very simple fix. And all that being said, it was still such an awesome day at The Rock. And I will say this, too. Steven said that in that article as well, he said that was the uh, – uh, the one of the, the fourth most revenue they've generated at a home game since 2008. So, you know, with the higher price and tickets, that's great. That's that's a good thing we got money, but there's still some things. We got to get more butts in the stands. You guys need to have some fun. Invite all your friends. Come out this weekend. Check out Southern Miss versus Southern. The Southern Band's going to be there. Come tailgate with us. Come tailgate with us. It's going to be an amazing time. All right, so we got one segment left. Come back to us. We're going to talk a little more Southern Miss right here on To The Top Talk. All right, welcome back to To The Top Talk. Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey here. A little bit of news before we shut it down. It was announced today by uh, Jason Munns that Southern Miss Safety, Demetrius Market, is no longer with the team. Didn't go into specifics, so I'm not sure what exactly happened there. I don't know if it's a case of him getting caught down on the depth chart or what, but uh, I hate it because I really had high expectations for him. Also, this week, in Eagles in the NFL. we got quite a few in the NFL right now. Only two actually... Got cut and didn't have a home. Uh, Will Freeman and Norman Price both cut by the Falcons and 49ers, respectively. Dylan Bradley was cut by the Vikings but signed to the Vikings uh, practice squad. Nick Mullins cut by the 49ers, signed to to their practice squad. Cameron Tom signed by the Saints and signed to their practice squad. And I don't know if you count him or not, but he did play at Southern Miss for a little while. Kyle Sloter, the Denver Broncos cut him, but the Vikings signed him to their practice squad after kind of a bidding war. He got he got paid for being on the practice squad, so shout out to Kyle Sloter. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of Golden Eagles in the NFL right now. It's going to be a lot of fun to see how that plays out this season. All right, let's shut it down real quick. Special thanks to all the listeners, everybody who gave us some some information this week. Who who was it? I had uh, Dylan Raspberry, Robert uh, Robert Goss, Robert Goss. Thanks for everybody who, mm-hmm. who sent us questions. I know we missed a few more. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington. You can follow Jason at Bumper J Bailey. Facebook as well to the top talk. Jamie Arrington comedy. My next comedy show is. Two weeks from tomorrow, Thursday, September 21st, the second annual roast of Hub City Comedy at Brewski's. It's going to be 10 comic, ten local comedians up there roasting each other. It's going to be a free-for-all, only 5 bucks. starts at 8 p.m. It's uh, one of the best shows we've ever done, so you guys come out and check that out. All right, so this week the Golden Eagles won 0-1, taking on Southern Jaguars 1-0. Southern defeated South Carolina State this past weekend 14-8. I caught some of that game. Um, this game, Saturday, September the 9th. At 6 p.m. at M.M. Roberts Stadium at The Rock. It's going to be televised on Stadium, which you can check your TV listings. That's kind of the, you know, I guess the uh, American Sports Network we've been on the past few years, ASN. That's kind of the incarnation of that on by Twitter. So I think it's actually going to be on Hattiesburg. So if you know any older people that can't make it out to the games, but if don't stay home and watch it, come out to the game. Mm-hmm. Southern's quarterback, they've had this quarterback for several years now. 
Austin Howard threw for 29 TDs last year, uh, got injured late in the fourth quarter. He may not play this weekend. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see what they bring to the table. Hopefully the Golden Eagles can go in there and, and put it on them. Um, he threw – he was 18 for 31 for 198 yards, one interception and one rushing TD. Uh, their leading rusher, Herb Edwards, 65 yards on 24 carries. So – Hey, I mean, nothing really changes. Win the turnover battle. Let's watch Ito bust loose a little bit, uh, play a lot of guys, and um, and get some confidence going into uh, ULM. Guys, if you enjoy the podcast, share it with your friends. If you don't enjoy the podcast, share it with your friends. Get the word out. Go check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Leave us a, uh, a review. Give us a rating. We're going to keep the black and gold gospel going. I hope you enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.